Yeah, yeah, check one, two, check one, two. Is this mic on? Is this mic on? Hey, listen, man. It's the one and only trendsetter DJ Sense, and you're listening to Cocktails. Dirty Discussions with Kiki and Medina Monroe. Yeah. So welcome back to Cocktails. Today, the cocktail of the day is the Paloma is two ounces of Petrito Paloma tequila. And then you're also going to need a lime and then some grapefruit soda. So you're going to fill a highball glass with the two ounces of the tequila. You are going to squeeze the lime halfway into the glass with ice, of course. Drop the lime in there and fill it the rest of the way with grapefruit soda. And there you go. Petrito mm, Paloma. Yeah. Cocktail. Patrita. You're saying Patrita. 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 Is that a brand? Mm hmm. Okay. I've never heard of that. Me either. Me either. But apparently the people like it because they have five stars. Get the people what like, they want. Exactly. Hi. Okay. So today we have Courtney Jeter here. Hi. She is a sex therapist. And so before we get into all of her background and everything, <laughs> we're just going to play a little game of sex trivia. Ask her some questions, and um, and then we'll get into it. So the first question. Go ahead, Medina. What is vaginal tinting? Is it A, when mm-hmm. the clitoral hood hangs over like a tint? Okay. Or B, when the vagina expands after being aroused? I'm going to have to go with A. No. No. It's B, when the vagina expands <gasps> okay. after being aroused. I'm, I'm Googling tomorrow. <laughs> Googling tomorrow. Okay. okay. That, that makes some sense, though. I could see how that... That would be called that. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, question number two. Can uh, you lose something oh, in your no. vagina? No, no, no. I knew, <laughs> I knew where you are going before you even said that. Okay, third question is, is a penis size really related to a shoe size? In my opinion, no. I don't know if there's actually any um, evidence base, but in my opinion, no. And I think not. that's right. I don't know. That's the no, right I, It's not. I've, I've been with men of different sizes, shapes, ethnicities, and it doesn't all make, no. It doesn't. No. If you have a big foot, that doesn't necessarily mean you have a big schlong. Or I a big know that. For a fact. Me too. Okay. okay, what does penis captivus mean? A, when two people get stuck together during sex, or okay. B, when an erect penis won't return to its flaccid state? I'm going to have to go with A, because I, I know what B is, so I don't know if there's another name for it. Again, there's lots of stuff that a, people come up with. But. A is correct. Okay. So sometimes the vaginal walls will tighten up, okay. and they will just hold on to that penis for dear she, life and won't let it go. She not let it go. No, you can't go, and you've got to stay here. I wonder if that's ever here. happened to me. That's probably I think, never happened. <laughs> I, think you, I think you would know if your that's vagina was holding on to a penis. Thing, not you like a know, real thing. Okay, guess not. Well, well wait. Did, I've, I've seen shows where people have gotten stuck in sex, and yes, yeah. they have to go to the ER to when I thought it was two yes. men so they were stuck in the anal cavity so it's uh, a little bit different that's a little different that yeah. happened to a pastor yeah. in Dallas and it was really embarrassed because then everybody was like <laughs> Pastor Ricky okay so was it Pastor Ricky Rush no, no. oh <laughs> uh, well sorry Ricky Rush okay so last question Courtney <laughs> what is the difference between polyamory and Ooh. polygamy Oh, this is, I love this one. Okay, so uh, polyamory and polygamy are both uh, forms of non-monogamy, typically ethical. Non-monogamy means there's an agreement between all parties involved to be in that type of relationship. Uh, polygamy is when a man has more than one wife. Uh, polyandry is the when a female has more than one husband. Hmm. And, I know. And uh, <laughs> think about all the chores you get done around the house. Um, and then, <laughs> So polyamory means pretty much as many loves, meaning that I have love for different people and I want to be in a relationship, it doesn't necessarily mean we're having sexual relationship. It just might mean a um, platonic or just um, 
you know, like a best friend type relationship. We just okay. spend time together. We might go on dates. We may no live together. We may live together. Yeah. So sex may be involved. It may not be involved. Um, and typically, you know, you may have people who live in polycules or units. Um, so they live in the same household. Um, so they function as a family. Um, they may That's raise kids together. Um, or you may have people who just live separate, um, but yet have different partners. And there's an agreement and everyone knows what's going on so there's a lot of transparency that is interesting if, mm-hmm. if you live that type of lifestyle and you listen to the show we would love to have you on because i oh, really I can, would love yeah, to I, talk to I them i can hook I, you up with people who do please, please do i will do. get into we're, we're gonna come back and get into courtney's business and find yes. out what sex therapists do kiki's gonna give us the douchebag <laughs> of the week they're and, gonna get into my business you said a man is not a necessity a man is a luxury like dessert <laughs> yeah a man is absolutely not a necessity did you mean that to sound mean and bitter? Oh, not at all. I adore dessert. I love men. I think men are the coolest. But you don't really need them to live. So this week's Douchebag of the Week is a man by the name of John Boswell. So John Boswell is a millionaire. I forget what his uh, family's money comes from. I think it's like weapons or something. I don't know. Anyway, he's a Trump supporter too, so boo on that. <laughs> and he was fined $50. This is a millionaire. 50. Okay. So 50 is like, oh, Trump That's like 50 cents. Yeah. For a sexual assault. What? So in D.C., what? he support Trump. So he was in D.C. at the Mayflower Hotel for Trump's inauguration. While he was there, two maids came into his hotel room to clean the room, of course. That's mm-hmm. their job. So he decided that it was okay to go up to the ladies and start fondling them, filling on their butts, oh, going no. up their dresses, uh-uh. and all sorts of other things. So the women, their English wasn't so great. They were immigrants. English was their second language. Mm-hmm. So the first lady ran out of the room. The second lady oh. comes out of the bathroom, and she's like, what's going on? And the other woman was too shooken up. So she didn't report what happened to her Aww. until later, which happens way too often. Yeah. Um, the second woman, her English was a little bit better and she went off on him <laughs> because he tried to fondle her as well. Oh. So they report she reported it to management. The management went to the the first um housekeeper who was there and she explained that he was fondling her and all this other stuff. He gets arrested. Mm-hmm. People thought that he was being arrested because he was protesting Trump. So <laughs> when he was leaving the hotel and they were arresting him, everybody's like cheering for him like, oh, hey, because there's so many people who are out protesting against Trump. Then somebody was like, don't cheer for him. He's a sex offender. What? So then people started throwing things at him. Oh, my God. fined $50, had to spend 10 days in $50? jail. $50? $50, 10 days in jail. His 10 days in jail got suspended because the jails were crowded or something oh, of that, that nature. Yeah. And um, that was pretty much it. What? And so he said that he just gave her a pat on her lower back, and that's all that it was. But that's the only... Um, consequence that he had to serve was fifty dollars fifty dollars so for that he is douchebag of the week (laughs) that's crazy isn't it and it's probably only fifty dollars a month because they're immigrants no it's fifty dollars period i mean fifty dollars period that's what i meant to say fifty dollars period because of their because of who he is and because of who (laughs) Who they are oh my word i tell you i paid more for a traffic violation a million billionaire better not ever find me. I'm calling the NAACP. I'm, I'm calling out. I'm calling everyone. I'm getting, I'm about to beep. I'm going to be cheering in the background behind closed doors. Like Medina's getting worked up over there. Hey, I'm taking your money. 
many. We might have to do some some coping skills over here. Some de-escalation. <laughs> I'm one of those people where if I go into Target and the floor is slippery, you better put a sign up. I will slip and bust my ass, and I'm suing that ass. <laughs> she doesn't mean that just in case that really happens. In okay, Target. Anyway, Target's gonna be like, do not let this woman in. <laughs> okay. Okay. So today we have Courtney Jeter here. Courtney Hi. is a um, sex therapist. I am. Um, and so tell us a little bit about yes. what that actually means. I will. So first, I'm sorry about my voice. As you guys know, I, I got ill a few weeks ago and I lost my voice and it just hasn't come back completely. So, it sounds fine. Awesome. Great. Glad to know that because I really don't know what it sounds like these days. Um, so I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and a certified sex therapist, meaning that I went to grad school for marriage and family therapy. And then after that, I took additional courses. Um, it was pretty much like grad school all over again uh, for sex therapy to become a certified sex sex therapist, meaning I took a bunch of different um, courses, workshops on different areas of sexuality, anatomy, medical stuff, um, how to do sex therapy. Um, Are there only certain schools that offer that? Um, yeah, they're actually now course not when I was doing this um, it was like a year after I decided to do it uh, there are actually some schools that will let you go through a sex um, therapy type program um, or a sexology or clinical sex um, I think we call it sex therapy um, so there's a few okay. um, uh, in the United States that are very well known and very good schools where you can actually just do that as part of your degree um, and then when you graduate you are um, pretty much a sex therapist not for me um, so but I am certified through ASECT, the American Association for Sex Educators, Counselors, and Therapists. Um, so they are kind of the gold standard uh, for making sure people know their shit, so okay. to say. Um, they have some very strict standards, so I had to follow all that supervision when I was um, in training, so to say, and then I had to apply um, and all that good stuff. So I am now a certified sex therapist and licensed in the state of Georgia as a marriage and family therapist. Now, I, is this what you wanted to be when you were a kid? Were you like, when I grow up, mommy, I want to be a sex therapist? No, actually, no. I wanted to be a vet so I could take hmm. and rescue all the kitties and puppies. Yes. Um, then I realized I, I couldn't probably actually like stand blood, so mm -hmm. that was not going to work out. Um, actually, when I went to uh, to uh, undergrad, I had no clue what the hell I was going to do. I actually think I was in um, like general studies or marketing. I don't know what I was in. Um, and so I actually, in, in undergrad, I took a class on interpersonal relationships and was like, ooh, this seems fun. I want to help families, parents, and children talk more to each other about stuff. And then I slowly learned and, and got more stuff about sexuality. And so that just kind of began my journey of learning about sex. I think I was in a sex... Um, was your family like, mm -hmm. what? They were kind of surprised, but not all that surprised honestly mm -hmm. I don't think they're too surprised about stuff that I decide to do most times are you single yeah. I am okay I am yes. were you promiscuous when you were younger oh no no, 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 no not no, at no. all no not at what all what do you mm -mm. think promiscuous is I know we're fine I know <laughs> so I don't I don't even know if I like the word promiscuous actually I don't like it I, I like I, it I and it is a real word well I, I well it's a real word I feel like there's a negative connotation like a stigma around I it agree. like that's like why it's I don't a negative, like it like it's a negative label like oh she's promiscuous like she's she's a bad I was like no well that's I, like you want to use a big word to call me a hoe yeah that's, yeah that's what I think yeah. people mean when they say promiscuous it's not right. just so I just, mean, just because means, I like to have sex with different a lot of people that doesn't mean it, it means you're promiscuous but that sounds right. really negative to but me. But sometimes people yeah. feel like that means you're a hoe. And like yeah. when we did our whole episode about how we think differently about what a hoe is, it's uh -huh. like, mm. Now, maybe it has a, a 
a non-negative connotation, but I think maybe our society, I have to actually like go and look at the actual definition, but maybe our society, <laughs> I know, let's look it up. So maybe our society has made it uh, like a negative connotation around it. Or it could be, sometimes it could be like the way the actual person feels about themselves. They might. That could be they it. Might. It could be like they someone might. calls you promiscuous and, then, and, and you take ther- it in a negative way because maybe right. you are a little And high. as a therapist, I would say, well, tell me what that means to you because I want to uh-huh. hear from them. Like, are you like shaming yourself mm-hmm. or is Do this Do you get that you a lot are? with your clients? Oh, yeah. shame. Oh, shame. Yeah. That's why I say I'm a, I'm a sex positive therapist. I try That's to... Good. Yeah, I try to... Uh, I try to not have a lot of shame around sexuality. And if someone comes in, and, and a lot of people come in with shame or guilt around sex, we really do a lot of work around that of where did that come from? You know, why do we have that? Like, does it really mean that? this is a negative behavior or is it just that's maybe a message you've gotten from society and you've internalized that. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the society where um, it's it's what we call like black and white absolute thinking that it's either good or bad. Yeah. Um, And so that I get a lot and it's looking at how can we make this into the gray area? As long as it's not negatively impacting your life or your relationship, how can we look at this in a more healthy, positive manner? Do you get that a lot with people who come in? Um, I was looking on your website and I see mm-hmm. that you have all these different specialties. Yes. And things that you focus on. So mm-hmm. one of them that I noticed that kind of stuck out to me was the ethical, mm-hmm. non-monogamous yeah. relationships. Yes. Do a lot of those people come in and feel like they're doing something wrong? No. Most, even if it's okay within their relationship? For me, no. Um so if someone who identifies as ethical non-monogamous, they're not going to come in a, with a lot of shame. They've okay. probably worked through that a lot. Um, they All might right. come in. They may come in more with this is we have some conflict going on. This isn't working in the relationship. How can we make this work? We realize it's impacting the relationship. No, I might get some folks who come in and they don't necessarily identify as an ethical non-monogamous um, but maybe they're engaging in behaviors that would look like non-monogamy and they have some shame around that. And so we, d- we spend a lot of time exploring, you know, that behavior, the messages you got, who you are and helping that person figure out what they're comfortable with and who they want to be and how they want to act. So, like, let's take, for instance, mm-hmm. T.I. Are you familiar with what's been going on with him? So I don't. I try to stay off of um, the news a lot because. Okay, well, I'll tell yeah, you. So, so yeah, fill me okay. in. So Ti is a rapper. I know Ti and, and Tiny, and there's some divorce and conflict. Yes. But okay, yeah, so Ti has yeah. been married to Tiny, who look, took a lot of like charges for him, like jail time oh, and everything was she involved. She did? Yes. That is, that I didn't I think, even know that. That is why oh. people are so upset with his comments. So recently, okay. he did some radio interviews yeah. and he, he's married still. Their, their divorce is not final okay. to my knowledge. So they separated? Um, yes. Yes, they're separated. They're okay. separated. Okay. So, but, um, he went on, and they have had rumors of having somewhat of an open relationship. It okay. Seems, from my knowledge, it seems sure. like they just bring other women into the bedroom okay. from time to time, gotcha. probably all the time, whatever. Gotcha. And he's been seen around with all these different women. Okay. So he goes on this interview and he says, you know, I feel like marriage has been a distraction to my career. And that really hurt her. I can see why that would hurt her. Yeah, exactly. So they go on and they have all of these discussions about it. And everybody's talking about, oh, well, they had an open relationship and you brought this person in and Mm -hmm. you're bringing in these other people. And it's just like all of these different things. But. 
Right. It wasn't a monog. It doesn't seem like they ever had a monogamous relationship, so, but it seems like they weren't communicating. Probably. With yeah. I, I wonder if they really actually had a, an agreement. I want to say mm-hmm. a contract, but an agreement. They yeah. they had set rules for what open relationship would look like for their relationship. So I get a lot of clients where they've created those rules, and because life changes, mm-hmm. you know, we might have to adjust those rules. And so we come in and look at, okay, this is what we agreed on five years ago, but is that what we're at now. Yeah. I have some couples who are new to an open relationship and we actually spend a lot of time creating their contract and their rules for the for open relationship. And it's one of those, okay, let's talk about it. You might have to try this. We can always come back and change. You know, so you have to have good rules and you have to follow them. Because if you don't follow them, that's yes, where a lot you. of hurt and and conflict comes in. Now let me ask you this with open relationships. Uh-huh. And I really want, like, your personal sex therapist opinion. I don't want you to okay. give me, like, a question where it's, like, I mean, an answer where it's, like, you beat around the bush. Okay. Do you think that's open relationships mm-hmm. is a smart decision? For some couples, yes. For some, it's not. What would be the one? So give me each scenario. Okay. What would be sure. the smart decision for the one couple so, and not okay. for the other? So for some couples, so for a couple who they enjoy sex and maybe sex with other people and they don't have um like a lot of jealousy issues Mm. that might be good for them it may be good because uh so a lot of couples will say if you ask someone who's in the lifestyle so lifestyle when i say lifestyle is swingers um you know i go and i have sex with another person and then i go and the sex with my partner my husband my wife is just phenomenal it's like it just enhances it so much Mm -hmm. so that works for them um humans in my belief were never meant to be what we call um classical or traditional non-monogamy they we used to live in in groups um and so Hmm. we slowly for whatever reasons a lot of times religious 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 i cannot religious reasons thank you (laughs) thank you um too much too much wine over here um you know we have nothing (laughs) nice i'll come back another time then Um, (laughs) um so for reasons we have created this intact nuclear family uh and we've created rules around that Mm -hmm. um so for some people who really believe in like maybe they're very religious and their religion is about you are only with one person and you're not with someone else yes monogamy would work for them um but i have a lot of um, clients or i've worked with a lot of people or even just in my personal life honestly where they talk about they have all these relationship conflicts and the the thing that keeps coming up is they are probably cheating on their spouse or their partner which i don't condone but it sounds like to me that well maybe you're not meant to be monogamous maybe you're meant to be non-monogamous and you're trying to fit yourself in this box Mm -hmm. that's not who you are you know because again Mm -hmm. society tells us you grow up you get married you don't cheat right well what about someone who enjoys having different partners like polyamory what about the hoe (laughs) well i was gonna say what about somebody who like wants to like me Mm -hmm. we'll just say me me. okay so like i want a monogamous relationship right but what if there's somebody who I like having sex with, right? right. And it's not somebody I'm going to have sex with all the time, but mm-hmm. every now and then I need sure. that hall pass right. to go have sex with this one person. So, it's like, it's not going to be anything right. more than sex, but I want to fuck him right. and you just need to so get over it. That, how do you tell somebody that? And what is <laughs> oh, that Oh, how called? do you tell somebody? Yeah, okay, how so, do you tell them okay. and what is it called? So I believe um, that is what, I believe Dan Savage actually termed that. Is that is called being a ho- No, I'm playing <laughs> 
Well, it is what it is. Hopefully. So that is it. what I, um, I believe Dan Savage termed as monogamish. Um, okay. So it is I've form, heard that word. Yes. So it is a form of... Um, non-monogamy ethical non-monogamy if you and your partner have talked and agreed um so some examples of monogamish is where maybe say you you travel out of town a lot and you're going to be gone for six months so you and your partner see you and your partner (laughs) sex is a normal human behavior it's kind of hard to go sometimes without that and so you and your partner agree that okay hey while we're out of town then we can have a different partner and you have to agree to decide what you want to know about that and follow through so it may be I want to know who this person is not necessarily meet them but at least know I want to know when you're going to see them but when you're in town I want to see their STD report exa- yes that's important um, a lot of um, people in open relationships actually do STD screenings and share with each other for do you think reason? they're more yeah. open to share those things? Oh, yes. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot yeah. of these guys are not getting tested. You, yeah. When no, I you, will, them, you will find. It's just like. No, you will find that people who are in open <laughs> relationships are more transparent because it's acceptable. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's to, acceptable to it's get acceptable. an STD. Yeah, or, yeah, that or to get the test. So mm-hmm. it's acceptable to say, you know, hey, I have herpes. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, Ooh. what are we going to do to avoid Ooh. that so I Itchy. don't possibly get it? Right. You know. Do you, now, do yeah. you are those some of the issues that people come to you about too? Like, I have mm-hmm. herpes and I I don't mm-hmm. know how to tell my other yeah, person. I've had yeah, I've had some um, cases, clients where, you know, there's been a medical issue, whether it's an STD or something else, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, and it's it's working through one the change for the person mm-hmm. um, because that's a personal change that we have to just to process and also how do we now integrate this into my my dating life if we're dating um if it's you know if you're in a partnered relationship we might need to discuss how that happened uh so you know so it's kind of integrating and talking about how to communicate that with other people as well how do you communicate that it depends on the person quite honestly Mm -hmm. so you you know, you want to be open about it, but it's like, when do I tell someone? Mm-hmm. So for some people, depending on what we're we're communicating about, is if I don't want it on Facebook, then I need to figure out what the best time to tell someone is. So do I trust them enough not to mm, spread blast my news? You. Yeah, to spread my news with someone else. You know, so, so for some people who might be That's in an open... That's a dangerous thing. It is. Because yeah. you feel like vulnerable to tell so, someone again, so, something. Yeah. So it would be, maybe you start with something that is vulnerable to you, but that if it gets on Facebook, it's not going to be the end of the world. Okay. You know, or for some but people... But I just respect the people that do... I, I, yeah. I've told this story on, mm-hmm. on our show before where I was going to have a threesome with this mm-hmm. beautiful couple. Yeah. And right before it was about to happen they both were like well we just have one more thing to tell you and I was like (laughs) what's up and they're like we have herpes and I was like no No, thank you yeah and that's your but choice. I res- but, it but, but it wasn't like a situation where I was like, hell no. Right. I'm like, I was like, I respect y'all. <laughs> but I don't really want to put being... myself at that risk. Yeah. Right. And, and I didn't know them. And they didn't yeah, know that I'm fine. gonna come talk about it on my podcast. Right. right. But it was but just still. like I respect y'all because yeah. people don't do that. Because people don't, yeah. So, you know, and so for someone who might be in the lifestyle, so swinging, you know, that is against a lot of company um policy. Swinging? Really? Oh yeah, like um, wait. For what instance, do you mean? So, for instance, <laughs> a lot wait of a, minute. a lot of companies have a morality clause, so that if you if you're discovered you that you are book. quote unquote cheating, then you could be you could lose your job. The military, like in the military. Has, yeah, the military has one. You know, but you a lot of school, your husband. Yeah. that like you can't well, do that. Yeah, 
in the military because so, you're you're ha- you're cheating. So mm-hmm. so you can be um, arrested and discharged. Mm-hmm. And so some actually businesses also have those type of clauses where if you they could, find out. Yeah, if they find out. So if you somehow if it's reported, if you're whatever arrested and there's a public record, yeah, it's a it's against their policy. You could lose your job. So you wouldn't want to just like go on a first date with someone and be I like, need oh, to marry so. somebody with that morality clause <laughs> that they're coming. So you don't want to go on a first date with someone and be like, so by the way. Um, I'm in the lifestyle. I like to swing. I like to, you know, hook up with other people when I'm in a relationship, mm-hmm. and then them go and somehow tell other people and ruin your life. Right. So you might want to have a trust with that Bitch, person. You know, lost your opportunity because exactly. you out here swinging <laughs> <that> vagina everywhere. <laughs> so you might want to trust that person more before you tell them. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a situation where it's you don't have any consequences, yeah, telling them up front is just a way to say, hey. Are we going to be a good match? Like, uh, this is my lifestyle. Do you, are you interested in that? Are you part of that? If you are, awesome. Let's see where this goes. If not, hey, we'll be friends or see you later. Mm-hmm. You know. Does that count as a fetish or what? No. what is a fetish? A fetish mm. is just um, having an, an interest, a sexual interest in a non-sexual um, activity, hobby interest. So, for instance, Like foot rubbing fed- my button in. Your what? My bunion. Oh, your bun. That could <laughs> Is that be a one fetish. of your fetishes? It, no, it's not one of my okay, fetishes. But be. I do have a bunion. So it might be considered. And so if somebody wanted right? to rub it, I would that, feel like that's a fetish. As long as, as long as either you or that person got sexually aroused by it. Oh, okay. Well, he would probably get aroused. I wouldn't. I would just be like, oh, so damn, foot, my foot hurt today. So a foot. Thank you. There are foot <laughs> fetishes. So okay. people actually get aroused by either the foot or a shoe. Um, yes. Yes. I'm familiar with right. the shoes. Yes. Sometimes men like mm-hmm. for me to wear my shoes. Yes. So they're aroused the by yeah. And they'll buy me shoes uh-huh. just to wear in the bed. Yeah, I'm like that's a these foot are fetish. really cute. I would like to wear these to the club. Yeah. And they're like, no. So shoes don't typically I think turn true. people on, uh-huh. but for some people, shoes do. And <laughs> so they're super high. <laughs> and at least you have a new pair of shoes now. But I can't wear them anywhere oh. but with him. He won't let me leave with them. And I thought that was rude. So that turned into a thing for another day. <laughs> we'll, t- we'll talk about it later. But that's yeah. That's no, that another issue. Yes. <laughs> Talking about, you might need to book an appointment. I know. <laughs> you got some open slots going on. <laughs> No, right, <laughs> but um, I I wanted to talking about fetishes and desires that kind of like mm-hmm. can't go together. Are there any unhealthy fetishes oh, or yes. unhealthy desires that yes. can ruin a person's relationship? Yes, there are unhealthy slash illegal ones. So bestiality, so having sex with animals is illegal. Mm. I'm not saying people can't do it. I'm just saying it is illegal. If it you are illegal. caught, there are legal charges. Could um, you imagine? I just really mm-hmm. want to fuck the dog tonight. Like, what? <laughs> Baby, I brought this bunny. Mm-hmm. You trying to let it? Let me tell you something real quick before oh you gosh. answer this question. I, sure? I went okay. to Thailand and they have these oh they have these oh, clubs that are called um, naughty clubs. And me and okay. my girlfriend, Melissa, went and we were there for like 12 days at the time of our lives. They're like, you and, you're you American. Like, you guys have to go to the naughty club. We're like, what the fuck? Because we're American. American? What? <laughs> Apparently, Americans are nasty. Because <laughs> okay. we went to the naughty club and the naughty club is in the area where you could possibly get kidnapped. They told us. That. They're like, you're, oh my God. They're like, right? you're black. You are a hot commodity you will sell they told the girl that because we were she was like i just want you to know this is illegal so i'm like it's illegal let's go it's illegal it's illegal let's let's go go. yes that's her we we go to the naughty club and it's like a strip club times 21 like it's literally they're not 
only busting it wide open getting naked they took like birds <gasps> and inserted them in their vaginas and then the bird would fly out somehow what? took oh, a why? frog and put the frog inside and the frog would come hopping out after like they did a twerk and a dance and a rap around the pole that and then the, the oh, frog would come I mean that does take some talent and we were like we were like how do you do this like took a pen and, very, and wrote welcome to Thailand pelvic floor <laughs> muscles apparently she was like rocking around we were like what's she doing she does her key and it was like welcome to I Thailand I can see how that would you need one very strong pelvic floor muscles and two that could <laughs> probably be somewhat arousing depending on what was moving around so have people ever that. come to you with some of these unhealthy um, fetishes I know um, I have not had a unhealthy slash illegal fetish um, but I have had some folks where the fetish has caused um, turmoil conflict with the self or the relationship mm. and so it's a lot of work around you know working processing with the self mm -hmm. and and what that means and then if it's I'm working with a couple then it's looking at how what do we need to do so that we have the fetish it's not going to go away you can't just eradicate fetishes mm -hmm. you know so what are we going to do to make sure the relationship stays healthy so it just depends on if I'm working with an individual or a couple um, and um, a lot of times the person maybe having both individual and couples or at least had individual at some point and now couples or vice versa and is that hard to have that breakthrough with people like in therapy because I feel like just naturally as a person when you try to mm -hmm. figure out what's wrong with somebody it's hard to get people to open up some like, people yeah, yeah. Uh, so a lot of times if someone comes to therapy they're somewhat willing and open um, but do people ever have an yeah. attitude or they ever like like I mean yeah, yeah, I came yeah. here but like yeah, so a lot of times uh, uh, that happens for, with me more with couples. Mm -hmm. One person wanted to come, the other one really didn't want to. Um, so we have to kind of work around that. That mm -hmm. is actually a therapeutic issue. If it's an individual, they've typically scheduled the appointment because they they want to. Mm -hmm. They I've had a lot of um, clients. Bless you. <laughs> I've had a, so they've had. Um, Are you about to sneeze too? No, I just kind of lost my train of thought. Oh, oh. so I've had some uh, clients come in where. I can tell they're nervous, so mm -hmm. I so my sometimes my first session is more of let me get to know you, tell me why you're coming in, what is your expectation of therapy, what do you think about therapy, and at the end I'm like, so what was this like for you? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people are like, you know, I it was I was nervous, but it was better than I thought. Mm -hmm. um, and do you have like a couch? And stuff? I do. I have a couch. I have actually it's, well, it's kind of like a couch love seat, so it's a two seater. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a small couch slash large love seat, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then I have a chair, and then there's my chair. Um, but there's space for if we need to bring in additional chairs. I love my office. It's actually I take naps on my couch all the time yes we actually do that we take naps on the couch um, um is there such thing as too much sex is that a thing like can someone mm, really right so yes and no um you can tell i operate in the gray area don't i you? can tell you're like so there's this <laughs> yes. way I'm and like, then there's this what's way. the answer so sometimes sex can I, i'll see can become a a coping skill you know for whatever reason the person goes to sex to feel better because it does trigger um, and release chemicals that make us feel good. Um, it does feel good itself. You might be avoiding something. So kind of like how some people might use like food or the gym. Mm -hmm. Some people use sex. That might be unhealthy if we're avoiding something else mm -hmm. or if it's causing conflict or turmoil in your personal life or in your relationship. But if it's not, then no. Who says there is too much sex? I mean, if you like to have sex once a day, then go for Mm -hmm. But if it's becoming like a hassle or there's pressure to do it, then um, then so if, it, if there's like pressure or it becomes a hassle or it's overwhelming, then that's too much. We need to look at why. Why is that going on? Mm -hmm. So it can be, but not necessarily. 
Um, okay, so I wanted to also talk about like a lack of sex drive. Okay. Personally, me and I have a boyfriend. We've been okay. together for like about four years. And we always go through like, well, we mm-hmm. recently started going through like a, me personally, like having a lack of sex drive. And I'm just like, I don't oh. really know what's going on with me. Is hmm. that something that you would see a sex therapist yeah. about or your so, gynecologist? Both. Um, so what I do is sometimes I get people who come in and they um, they do report a lack of sex drive. That could be a hormonal issue. It mm-hmm. could be a medical issue. It could be a medication issue. It could be a, there could be a, bun- a bunch of different reasons. Mm-hmm. It may be just like a, a relationship issue as well. Mm-hmm. So I first say I, I'm not a medical doctor. I can't treat medical conditions. I can support those treatments while doing therapy. And so I always say, okay, I need you to at least go to your OB or your primary care at least and get a panel. And make sure it's not yeah, like see, a... let's test our hormones, get a panel, see if there's a thyroid issue. Um, I'll find out what medications they're on. Some antidepressants can uh, lower sex drive or some mm-hmm. other medications can also lower sex drive. Um, so I'll see what medications they're on. If they are on medications that have typically have that side effect, I'll have them go back to the doctor who prescribed it and see, is there a possibility that we could use another medication? Um, and I'll make suggestions for certain medications that I know. And don't then if it's not a medical thing, it's probably then more of a, a interpersonal thing or if it's a relationship thing. And can you work yeah. through that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's working through the, the the sex drive, the lack of sex drive is going to be a symptom mm-hmm. of something else. So we have to go to the something else mm-hmm. and work through that whether it's, you know, there was some cheating in the past that we never talked about, mm. whether we're constantly fighting or we're not getting along, someone's not listening to someone else, I'm feeling undesired. Mm-hmm. We have to go there and look at that to then want to have sex again mm-hmm. so there's a bunch of different scenarios for that now what is yeah. the most common what's your most common client what is the the, mm. the main thing that people see you for I have right now it's, it's odd as therapists sometimes we get clients that come in like spurts mm-hmm. like you have like a bunch of one with this presenting problem or reason why they're coming in um, right now I have a lot of female pain or vaginismus vaginismus means it's a medical condition um, where the but vaginal, you can't help with that right I can um, because vaginal Vaginismus is a medical condition that may need um, medical treatment um, with a pelvic floor physical therapist, but also the brain is involved as well. Hmm. So there's possibly a lot of anxiety around that. So I work with more of the anxiety um the psychosocial symptoms and the medical providers do just the biomechanical, the, the medical part of it. And so we actually have to work together. Mm-hmm. So I have to kind of know where are they at in their treatment there. The doctor needs to know so where we're at. Um, and it's really useful and helpful for the clients. So I know what's the best treatment for them. Um, so I just lost my train of thought it's on okay. that one. So let me oh, let me ask you this. Yeah. So okay, with the <clears throat> vaginismus, yes. let's say that something happened to me. Yes. And I'm having pain while I'm yes. having sex. Now yeah. I go to my gynecologist, mm-hmm. right? And they tell me something, and they are trying to work mm-hmm. with me to fix it. And it's like, okay, right. we're gonna give you this medication and right. maybe a surgery. Maybe I have probably fibroids. not surgery. But what if I <laughs> right. have fibroids? Yeah, which well, could be would, pa- painful. Right. And yeah. so they remove the fibroids, but now. I kind of have this mental block to sex yes. because it's like so, I've been having sex all this time and it hurt and even though I know you're saying it's the fibroids it's just like every time right. that dick is trying to come <laughs> to me it's just like so that has <laughs> the, so what can happen is that would be considered secondary vaginismus meaning okay. I 
I've had penetration in the past and now for some reason um, I either can't have penetration or the sex is painful or it's burning sensation or I get like lower back pain it's just not pleasurable okay Um, and so what would need to happen is if there was some kind of surgery or traumatic experience to the vaginal pelvic muscles you would need to work through that quote unquote trauma uh-huh. um, and, and retrain the brain that hey this is safe but also you might have to see a pelvic floor specialist to help with releasing uh, releasing loosening and releasing the the muscles mm-hmm. so it's kind of a two in one that I work more with the brain area and then the physical therapist works more with the biomechanical of the actual vaginal muscles okay so like mm-hmm. what if okay so I was talking about this one time on a couple episodes ago okay. somebody tried to have anal sex with me right yeah. and I was just like oh no but then I got drunk and I was like okay well right. we can try it right? okay sure. I'm drunk enough it'll probably be loose we can throw some lube down there it'll be fine so you always need lube with anal sex always <gasps> oh, need well lube. we needed more than that because oh. it wasn't working okay and so I was just like no and it was painful and I was just like oh my gosh I feel like I can never go through with this again right. and so then like for a little while probably only five minutes <laughs> but let's say it was longer like right. weeks or something and I didn't want to have sex at all like because yeah. after that I was like I'm done your brain has but, learned right so is this that is bad is that something mm-hmm. that you would help with like yeah. okay girl calm down it's not right. that serious we would, we would <laughs> pretty much what we would do is we would look at okay when did it start let's look at what happened in that experience let's process that let's look at changing how the brain thinks about sex again uh-huh. So it would be a, a bunch around that. And seeing this. My anything, brain liked it. Is there something wrong with my brain? No. No, 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 no. Some brains like it and some anuses like it and some don't. So yeah, it just depends like on it. each individual brain and anus, pretty much. It's um, exit only. So Ooh. technically it is. Uh, I'm not against anal sex, though there can be some consequences to it that consequences have, like what? There could be tearing. Um uh-huh. if you know things go too far or rip. Can something get some... lost up there? Oh, that's a good question. I, because that goes all the way up. Yeah. Um, from the rooter to the. Tear. I actually believe I've seen. <laughs> I've actually believe I have seen stories like through the news that uh-huh. um, things have been inserted and they have gone too far up, which then can cause medical and it has to be surgically removed. Yes, um, I heard about a guy. I who don't got think a it's very lost up there. Yeah, I don't think it's very common. But it can happen. Or he got a again, battery lost up there. Why and was he, it in there? I forget what the story why was. Why were batteries some, up there? It, 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 he, wasn't, he wasn't just what? trying to put the battery up there, but he put his sex toy. Long story short, he put his oh, sex toy oh. up there. The top wasn't on. The battery was in there. He clinked what? up. Oh. The battery came out. It was stuck in there. He started oh. having panic attacks because he thought the battery acid was going to combine well, with like his reasonable um, like response, intestine yes. acids what? and other shit like that. And he thought oh. he was going to explode and die. Okay, this so one guys be fucked. Shout okay. out to that. Podcast, so did you did you guys ever <laughs> did you guys ever see the Amazon review? I forget it was uh, Halloween candy. Actually, my physical floor Pop-ups? therapist um, found this. She was looking, she was Googling for for Halloween candy for her Halloween party. And she found an Amazon review where the person reviewed that it was good for putting up the anus or something like that. What? And we're like no, Why the hell would you be it? putting that up? What? what does it do? Does it feel good? We, I, the, the, the review did not go into that much detail. I mean, it had some detail, well, but not that much. But we're, we're both sitting here going, why would you want to put... It was candy corn. That's what it was. Candy, candy corn. corn. Ooh, that's the yes. nastiest candy. We're like, what? We're oh, like, like, what? Candy. Why? But candy I don't want to come out my booty. <laughs> when you see candy corn, you'd be like, fuck 
Fuck you. I don't like no No, I don't like circus peanuts. That is the worst candy. I that, don't even know what that is. It's some bullshit. And oh you don't my want God. it. Circus peanuts and That's licorice. Hilarious. That's the worst. Oh, okay, before okay. I forget, because I literally had like a yes. just I, okay. So I wanted to know like women not having an orgasm from yes. penetration. What Ooh. does that mean? Is that a question you can answer? Or is that also a gynecologist? No, I can answer that one. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So not all women can orgasm through penetration, through vaginal sex. Why? So the clitoris. Why? So, so, I'm one of those women. Like <laughs> sex doesn't. The penis okay. doesn't is not going to make so me. The reason why <laughs> is that the clitoris is one of our main sources of pleasure and stimulation. There's eight thousand nerve endings in the clitoris. Okay. So that's where that's you're going lot. to get a lot of stimulation. So for whatever reason, the vaginal walls just may not be sensitive enough, or you may not be stimulating the clitoris, you may not be reaching this quote-unquote G-spot. I'm not saying it exists. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. There's just no proof that it does exist, though you can typically have some sensation um, internally through using different toys or fingers and kind of exploring. So again, all vaginas are not the same. Your vagina just may be different than someone else who can have an internal orgasm. An orgasm can also come from a mental, like a emotional connection as well. You can also have an orgasm through other body parts if you sort of tra- tra- train your brain to go, oh, rubbing my tits and my nipples feels really good and having an orgasm at the same time, you can let the brain remember, hey, that felt good. Mm-hmm. Or some people like on their neck, or you know, there might just be a spot. Or your yeah. ear. Your you ear. know what's yeah. so weird? Yeah. W- y'all are gonna look at me like I'm fucking crazy, but I Oh, we've already done that on- tonight. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it happens all the time, but I don't mind. But I was on my Explore page on Instagram, and there was a picture uh-huh. of some smoked, like barbecued, <laughs> Beef cheek, right? I'm gonna find the beef video and show. Cheek? I know, what is I know. A beef it, cheek. Like it doesn't like matter. The cheek it of looks, a cow. Yes, but okay. it, it looked like a piece of brisket, right? It was just a piece of meat, and so on that piece of meat, they just—it was just like a video, and they like grabbed the piece of meat and they kind of pulled it apart. It was so tender and juicy, and like <laughs> literally, I'm sitting at my desk and I was like, oh my gosh, I hope the interns at the front desk. I'm don't about hear to me. have an orgasm over but here. But I was beef. just like, oh my god, <gasps> beef and I was on the phone, and it came out. And so I was on the phone with like oh somebody God. calling my job and they were like, are you okay? And I was just like, I just hung up because I didn't know what to do. But <laughs> I felt like I had a mini orgasm. I got a little moist. You might And have. I was just like, that just looks so, so good. But it so, was food right. and it had nothing to but do see, with sex. So, so it was like it was a, a mental, visual, visual stimulation thing. though. And yes. I was just like, I can almost smell it. And it's like, you know, if right. you smell a man, <laughs> if he has like that yes. Creed cologne. <laughs> She's had a that creep. Yes. Have you ever been creep working out number seven? and you do a certain workout and you feel and you like ha- you feel like much. you're having sex? And oh no, no, I don't have that. When I but if I, I squat with a weight, when I lift the weight up, I feel a thing in my vagina. If I oh, see a fine yeah. man across the way mm. and I'm working out, <laughs> then I feel him in my vagina, and then it feels great. <laughs> and it's like I can stay here a little longer. <laughs> we can do some more squats. That's hilarious. So talking about like okay. mental and emotional connections, like. Uh-huh. How important is it really? Because you have some women, even though I don't agree with this, I feel like people do get attached to people. You just yes. might you just might be yes. more of a G about it and you're not gonna open right. up and say that you're sad that he fucked you and stopped <laughs> right. talking to you. Right. But women are who are like, I can have sex and just not be connected. Is that is that is that real? It can happen. Um I would say that there may be might be worthwhile exploring an attachment mm-hmm. thing, because why are you not connecting to people? I mean, if it's happening all the time, I would be concerned about, well, why are you not connecting with these folks? It's a very vulnerable, intimate 
activity with mm-hmm. someone. I mean, but there are times when, I mean, if you're under the influence and you're drunk, you know, or you're high, you might not be able to connect with someone right. and you're just more of experiencing the, the activity. Then, yeah, I mean, I'm sure many people, including a few in this room, have just sort of hooked up with some random person. And, yep, it wasn't because there was an emotional (laughs) connection. I mean, it was... Can't say I haven't done that. Yeah, I mean, you know, don't remember the person's name or, you know, it was a very awkward drive home. But, you know... Yeah, so it can happen, but if it's happening all the time, I would personally, and I guess as a therapist, be like, I feel like maybe there's a connection issue going on. Like, we're not Mm -hmm. connecting to people, and I would want to explore that with the person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about if you, like, try and put that mental block up first? Mm -hmm. Because I've you're, done that. Then that sounds like, like you're. That sounds like you're kind of avoiding something, and yes, I wonder what exactly. you're avoiding. I'm yeah. avoiding the connection. Yeah. Wait, so why? Yeah. Because I'll go crazy. Uh, why? And so it's because, <laughs> well, right. because not doing I'm, a therapy session here. Because though. Why? I'm crazy, and I know how. Like sometimes it's like okay. If I recognize that this is just going to be a just sex situation and that's fine, and I think I'm okay mm-hmm. with it, but it's like, okay, if I actually have sex with this person, am I going to be okay with it? I so, will try yeah. and put up that mental block right. to avoid all of that extra unnecessary right. stalking so, on Instagram and popping at your It sounds like you're not and, ready to do that, so why is you're making yourself do that then? Well, because I want to have <laughs> sex with that person. Because that's still going to be know, fun, such, such right? A, and it's dilemma, like sometimes you dilemma. get tired of running to CVS at twelve o'clock at night <laughs> to buy new batteries, or maybe you broke your vibrator and the Wait, sex how do you break a vibrator? Girl, I don't know, but I've done it before and it it happened. So oh, you know, um, is porn unhealthy? Is In it? my opinion, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. It can it can cause it can become an unhealthy habit or create unhealthy behaviors. It can cause some conflict in a relationship. But in my opinion, no, porn is not. Do you watch unhealthy. porn? I have. Well, so what I, ty- what's your category? So I don't have one because so remember I went through a lot of training mm-hmm. and a part of that training is watching porn. So to me now, porn is like, oh, that's academic. Like, so I'm now you're like from studying. The, it. Yes, I'm studying it. So it's kind of uh, like I but have. But what to, type of porn do they have you study? Do they oh, go through kinds. like? Yeah. So you do black, white, black porn, oh, white porn, what, Asian porn, gay porn, uh, BDSM porn, fetish porn. What is BDSM um, porn? Like the, porn um, with the bondage, BDS, bondage, oh. and dom- yeah, dominant and submissive. Um, different side different people like uh, gay porn um, multiple partner porn uh, all kinds of porn porn yeah so now it's just kind of like this is not exciting this feels like college again well I've watched porn with a partner before and I actually learned a lot more about him by mm-hmm. watching it because we were kind of. Did you pick or did he pick? He did. Well, we, okay. it was a, it was a specific topic because I was like, I don't get what you're talking about. And he's like, Well, let's just pull up some porn. And I was like, okay. okay. So we literally sat there and watched porn and was like, So wait, what does that mean to you? Oh, well, see, that means that to me. It was like just we weren't mm-hmm. we had different thoughts, but then we watched this porn and we're like, Okay, well, I get where you're coming from and you get where I'm coming from. So now that. It was like more of a. It wasn't like even even like an arousing event. It was just I. Hmm. We learned from each other mm-hmm. by watching. I have a, a, a question. I promise this is my last question. I promise. <laughs> no, I you promise. have good questions. Go for it. And this is just um, black people. I feel like the black community. <laughs> they don't like addressing issues. If you oh, tell a black yeah. family, no. black community that no. you, let's try therapy, they're like, no. I ain't crazy. No. And you have no, a lot of black clients. So that was my yeah. question. I, I wanted to know: Do, mm-hmm. do, oh, do, do does the black community come to you? They do. Yeah, they, they do. do. Um, and they actually, I mean, uh, they say that themselves as well. Mm-hmm. They're like, our community says this. And sometimes I actually have to bring it up like, hey, so I wonder if there's a community cultural mm-hmm. thing going on. And we kind of talk about that as well, especially around um, 
abuse. Mm-hmm. We they, mm-hmm. The black community avoids abuse mm-hmm. and we just don't talk about it. We don't do anything about it. But then when you become an adult, it's like, well, we have to address that now. And they still won't. And they still won't. Well, uh, the person typically will. But yeah, a lot of times the community or the family won't. So it's really doing the work with the person mm-hmm. of kind of working through that and resolving it. If there's a relationship, also bringing that partner in and doing mm-hmm. something. But yeah, um, I have a lot of clients who are black. Um, I don't I don't discriminate. You can be whatever color, size, shape. I was want. watching The Real Housewives of Potomac. <laughs> the what? Real Housewives of Potomac. Oh, they're, they're expanding, aren't they? I, they I, are. I so that's a newer follow. one. This is the second season. Okay. So it's another one that is um, predominantly black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so one of the chicks on the <laughs> show, she is divorced from her husband. Okay. They have two kids together, but mm-hmm. they still live together, mm-hmm. and their kids don't realize they're divorced because they still carry on in front of their children as if they are married. Okay. And it made me think about that because her friends were coming to her like, hey, girl, you're obviously not in a healthy, loving relationship. So they live together, they live but they're together. legally divorced. They're legally divorced, totally divorced. Everything is done on paper, but they still live together. Now, they okay. don't have... She says that they have a romantic relationship, and she's the one blocking it because he cheated mm-hmm. on her in the past, and okay. she's the one keeping it from them. But then they caught a little clip of him talking to the producers, uh-huh. and he was like, I just want to build a life with someone, and I want to move on from this. Okay. So it made me, when you were saying, well, when both of you guys were talking about how black people don't really like to address issues Uh and go to therapy and stuff, she was very against therapy. And one of the things that she said was that, why do you guys keep suggesting therapy to me? Do you think that something is wrong with me? Oh, the wrong question. And so she feels like, you guys are looking at me like I'm this broken person. And if this works for me and I'm telling you it works for okay. me, then leave it alone. But it's like right. you're watching her on this show. And I mean, you only know how much is real right. and how much is not. But they really yeah. are divorced and they really do live together. Right. So excuse me. Yeah, so yes. so the wrong <laughs> question. I actually I know there's there's probably something in the room. Maybe it's the it's just me. So anyways, <laughs> the wrong question. I actually work through a lot of people, individuals, couples. Um, and I term it as well care. Uh-huh. Therapy is well care. It doesn't because you're coming to therapy doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Uh-huh. There might be some symptoms going on that you don't like that we can work through and try to reduce them or eliminate them. But it doesn't always mean it's you're coming because you're quote unquote sick or you're crazy. It just means that therapy is a way to look at yourself and it's self growth. You're, you're going to a person who hopefully knows you fairly well and mm-hmm. can call you on your shit and can also give you some advice and feedback and help you make decisions about who you want to be in a safe environment versus, you know, your girlfriends or, or guy friends, hopefully they they can give some good advice, but they're kind of biased towards you as well. Right. You know, I care about my clients, but I'm not in their daily intimate life. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can, I can call them on their shit and be like, so wait a minute, you were telling me this last week or a month ago and now you're saying this, I'm confused. Like, yeah. I wonder how other people are feeling about that. Or this doesn't make sense to me. Like, why are we still doing this? It seems that it's causing a lot of trouble and, you're uneasy and you're overwhelmed and you're anxious so why do we keep doing this Mm -hmm. so I look at you know therapy as well care to keep yourself on track like you would go to your annual 
you know, doctor appointment just to make sure everything's okay. Right. But you can't see inside. Or I like how you good. would work out. Like it doesn't, yes. if you work yeah. out, that doesn't mean you're obese. Right. It doesn't mean you don't like you. It means you're just better and healthy. Right. You're staying healthy. It's good to go to therapy because, like, um, yeah. me and Medina were having this conversation. And I was talking to her about how, like, I don't always want to share everything with everybody. Right. As far as yes. my friends are concerned. I'm the best right? friend that can't share your secrets. But <laughs> if I can go to a therapist right. who is somebody who doesn't know me personally, but will get to know my uh-huh. life, and right. they're not somebody that I'm like hanging out with and I have to come back to, it, to me, that feels more comfortable yes. than sharing yeah. it with a friend. Because while right. I realize that friends have you know, your best interest at heart, right. sometimes it's good to talk to somebody who doesn't have all that background knowledge yeah. and who isn't hanging out with you and right. you just feel like a little bit better. And it's like, okay, right. I can go talk to you for an hour or two or whatever and yeah. you can talk to me, give exactly. me some feedback and mm-hmm. then we go on our separate ways and it feels a yeah. little bit less judgmental. Not that your friends are judging mm-hmm. you in a negative way per right. se, but it's like they have your best interest at heart. So sometimes... Mm-hmm. They're just going to tell you stuff that you don't necessarily want to hear. Yeah. Even though it might be the right thing. But you don't want to hear that. So it's like good to go to a therapist. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to. I might tell you some stuff that you don't want to hear. Yeah. But it's in a safe environment. And we can talk about why you don't want to hear that, what that does for you. Um, Also, sometimes our friends, like for sex therapy, for instance, you don't know really what your friend's sex life is like and they might have their own messages or thoughts about sex and it might not be helpful to you and it might make mm-hmm. things worse versus I have the knowledge I'm going to sit there and give you the knowledge from I have from so many different yeah from different ways. angles and I'm going to kind of tell you what I think and help you work through that as well versus you getting all these different messages from different people and not knowing and it might make you feel like oh my god I'm not normal I'm broken versus mm-hmm. I'm going to be like hey this happens to a lot of people mm-hmm. you know you're not the only person who comes into my office and like couch and tells me this but let's look at what's going to work for you as an individual person or a couple okay well we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back all right y'all so we are back yay and so you know we had sex therapist courtney jeter with us and courtney where can everybody find you so people can find me at sex and relationship therapist.com i'm also on facebook at c jeter lmft uh, Twitter, same handle, uh, at CJeterLMFT. Uh, but you can find lots of information, my podcast, articles, blogs, at sexandrelationshiptherapist.com. That's dope. It is. And it's Jeter, G-E-T-E-R. G-E-T-E-R, yes. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What it's- do you want? What do you want? Hey ladies, it's me, Indecisive Diane, and I have a really nice date place for you. So when you go here, you're going to feel like it's really fancy and you can't afford it, but it looks nicer than the price, I promise you. So this was a first date for me and my Vinny. We ended up going to Dan Tanner's. Have you been there before, Kiki? Oh, you know I have. Oh, my God. So I didn't get to see the ballers because I was on a first date. But oh. it was literally so delish. So Dan Tana's, it's in Buckhead across the street from Lenox Mall. So let me just let you know what I ended up ordering. So you guys know I like to be healthy and extra organic. So I got mm. the chopped kale salad. It was only $10, ladies. 10 
$10 for a fresh chopped organic kale salad. So here's what was in it. It had local kale. I love eating local. I just love knowing that it was locally grown and I'm just healthy and there's no preservatives, none of that extra shit in it. So it had local kale, tomatoes, apples, pecans or pecans, however you say it, carrots, blue cheese, but I exchanged the blue cheese for some ranch dressing and some balsamic dressing. So let me just let you guys know, this place, you can rent a room if you want to have a party there. If you want to go on a date, you can get a nice bottle of wine and it's nice and it's really nice and it's affordable. <laughs> I just want to stress that this place is so freaking cute, but this is definitely like a date place. This is not one of those places where you want to go with somebody that you can't have a conversation with. Go oh, with somebody no. that likes to talk. Will you agree with me on that, Kiki? I totally agree because it's, it's you and him. It's you, him, the lights is dim, so go for dinner. If you can't talk, take him for brunch. I don't know. But you guys, <laughs> just go to Dantana's. It's really nice. Like I said, it's across the street from Lenox Mall. And remember, ladies, if he can't get it up, don't let him pump. Bye, Diane. Bye, ladies. Bye, girl. Yes, if he can't get it up, don't let him pump because <laughs> he's useless. He ain't even going to be able to. <laughs> maybe he needs a pump to get it up. So okay. We're going to jump into our advice because we've been here for a long ass fucking time. We've had some technical difficulties for a month now, you guys. <laughs> yes. Okay. So um, I'll go first. This first one is uh, the subject line was, I want to cancel my wedding. Oh. Dum, dum, dum. I Wait, get when ma- is the wedding? <laughs> I want to get married, but I don't want to have a wedding. My oh. in-laws have completely taken over planning, and they don't even consult me in major decisions regarding the wedding, the venue, church, the singers, and etc. I don't even feel like I have a, I matter in this whole process, and I no longer even give a damn about the day. I feel like I'm going to spend my entire wedding day pissed because they either don't ask for or ignore my input. I think they feel like they are being helpful, but they are really just being controlling and overbearing. They don't ask me. They just tell me what's happening. My wedding went from being a nice, intimate wedding that I could personally afford around 75 people for about fifteen dollars to $20,000 to a fucking 300-person circus that my future in-laws wanted. They are picking up the slack financially. I've talked about this to my fiance in the nicest way possible because I appreciate his parents wanting to invest in our day, but I'm at my wit's end and I'm ready to curse my fiance and his parents out (laughs) and refund the money that they've already spent and just elope. How would you guys handle this situation? I'm going with the big wedding, so you don't want to listen to me. (laughs) I would say thank you. I'm going with, girl, this is your day. You do what you want. If you don't want a wedding, then don't take a wedding. That's exactly what I'm going with. Y'all are not about to make me happy. No, you're not shit. doing this for this you at this point. This is my day. Like, at the, yeah. we're canceling Do- this. Yeah. Don't refund them the money because that was an expense that they decided to take up on themselves. Um, don't spend your money on that. Put it on a down payment for a new property. Mm-hmm. Or, well, I think she needs to talk Royce. to the fiance at she least. She needs to open yeah. her mouth. Open your damn mouth and yeah. be like, Y'all. This could be a sign. What like you do need to talk to your yeah this could be a because like, you can see how if, your fiance is going to stand up for you or for his family because but, that but if could we're be already a long at this point thing. it tells me we're not communicating 
So that means you're not not we. She is not communicating because if someone's not communicating, if she's acting like it's okay, two way street. It is, but I'm saying sometimes people do things and you're acting like it's okay. If it's not okay, you got to tell people it's not okay. Yeah, so they're gonna keep going. She's advocate for herself, but then they both need to talk about, hey, this is for us. What do we want? Yeah. So girl, open your mouth. How he handles it. Yeah, and just just tell him because. Yeah, girl. And then and tell the family, this is what I want. If you want to do it, great. If not, hey, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, join me or not. (laughs) Okay, okay. What's your question? Hey, Kiki and Medina. Hey, girl. I'm emailing you about a certain situation between me and my man. I need advice. So basically, I've been messing around with a few guys while in a relationship with him. Ooh, he's the sweetest. (laughs) But lately, our relationship has been off. Oh, I get it. I don't know if it's because of our chemistry or if it's he's just too nice, you know? I know. We (laughs) haven't had sex in about three months and out of the blue last night, he asked for a threesome with one of my friends. I wonder if he knows about me messing around. I want to be with him, but at the same time, should I agree to this threesome? I am the one seeing other people, but I feel like our relationship shouldn't become an open one. What are your thoughts? Okay, so you need therapy. (laughs) I'm going to let you know. That is my... You guys need to go therapy because there is definitely something going on in the relationship that there's a wedge. So when I have a couples that come and there's been infidelity, I explain it as a wedge came between the couple and the dynamic that allowed something else to come in, whether it's a person, an activity, whatever. You know, and so we got to figure out why that wedge came between and adding other people is not going to fix things and they need to have a very clear idea of what an open relationship looks like for them because if not that's why a lot of couples end up in my office is we did this but then feelings and emotions came up that we didn't know what to do with or we weren't expecting and it Mm -hmm. caused a fight versus we went in knowing what we were going to do and understand that hey it might not go exactly as planned but we can come back and talk to it so definitely they need to go and talk with a, a therapist first before I think inviting anyone else in and whether she tells them you know, she's been with other people, that's up to her, though she can't be with these other people and still try to work on that relationship because she's get putting emotions someplace else. And girl, that was right from a sex <laughs> therapist. I don't okay. have any. That's the best advice we've ever been able to give because it didn't come from us. It came from I would have gave you, I'm just tra- saying right off the bat, I would have gave you the wrong advice. I was going to say, spice up your life. Have a threesome. But you got I was the gonna advice say, don't a have a threesome and keep fucking the other dudes on the side and cuss him out because he's fucking your best friend and that's why he asked to bring this other person in. So obviously we don't have all yeah, the right this- answers. We just got some answers. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening to that. And now it's time for our cocktails. Ooh. Wait, so um, I'll go first with my cocktail. Yes, go okay. with your cocktail. Um, so my cocktail, I'm actually going to do a throwback cocktail since it's okay, Thursday. This is throwback fun. Thursday cocktail. And I'm going to throw this all the way back to sixth grade. Oh, my oh, gosh. Way back. <laughs> Damn. So Ooh. when I was in sixth grade. Like, we had cocktails in sixth grade? <laughs> we had cocktails in sixth grade. Um, so there was this little boy named DJ. Uh, I wish I could remember his last name because I would love to shout him out. He he was so fucking rude to me. Aww. But he also had a crush on me. You know how you were when you were a kid? You were like mean oh, to the person yeah. you had a crush on. I so I used that. to wear like this little drawstring ponytail. Oh my God. And I loved this little, it was ugly as hell, but I love my love drawstring. Did it have curls? And, huh? Or did it, it have was curls just like, the flip? It was one of those little like scoop ones where it was just like <laughs> scooped under your neck. 
I don't know how I went. Okay. Anyway, I'm in sixth grade rocking my drawstring ponytail. And like I, I was six, in sixth grade and I did it myself. So I don't know who, how tight it was. But so like DJ had a crush on me and every day he would do something like just ignorant to get my attention. And it was, it would just be like trip me in the hallway or like what? punch me in my chest. Like some real what? shit that was like, why the fuck are you doing this to me? Like I hated oh, no, him. No, 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 no. So we were at recess one day and my whole little posse was like with me. We we're all like hanging out and DJ crawled up in a tree behind me and snatched my drawstring. String ponytail oh. off. And I had like, this is before. Oh, hell no. It's going down. Uh-uh. <laughs> climbed in a tree. This was before I was natural. My mama was still perming my head. I had a little nub on the back. I, like, oh. I don't know if y'all ever seen Lamb Before Time, how Peachy yes. the little bird yes. had the little nub. I had like the little Petri nub on Your the back Petri. of my head. And I was like, DJ snatched my ponies. And DJ's running around the playground at Larson oh. Academy, like just trying to rip the hair out of the, of the drawstring. So all my girls, they start chasing him. And they're just like, DJ, give us back. They got my ponytail back for me and they brought it back with grass and spit in it. I I told Mr. Jeff Coates, who was my sixth grade teacher, we pressed charges and DJ got interrupted. Girl, Mr. Jeff Coates was like, You can press charges. I know he probably hurt your scalp. DJ, Mr. Jones is white. He ain't know about weave. He went, and I was just like, yeah, I'm telling my mom. And I started crying out of embarrassment. But that's my fucking cocktail today. Oh, my today. God. I don't oh know if I can God. beat that one. That was hilarious. I can't beat that You don't got to beat it. But I have a similar one. So one so day, someone, I was at the club. Is this in sixth grade, too? No, mine was, <laughs> mine was like in the past couple of years since I've lived in Atlanta. So oh, gosh. I decided I was going to make myself a wig, right? And so I thought I could make like a U part wig and like save some time and money and just make it. And then that way I could go to like the African braid shop, have them braid me back, mm-hmm. and I could sew on my wig mm-hmm. and I would be good. Well, <laughs> well, I guess I drank too much while I was oh sewing my on my gosh. wig or something. I don't know. But it wasn't as secure as I would like it to be. I only sewed in a piece, a part of it, and then I threw some clips. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I guess I was trying to make it to go. <laughs> it was just one time. of those days. It was one of those days. So I um I saw this guy that I had that I used to date. And he was just looking extra scrumptious. It was a snack. So I decided. It was a morsel. He was looking like a snack. So I decided, you know, when it was over. Did you nibble on him? I did. (laughs) And he nibbled on me. And so we had sex. And I don't know what all transpired through the night. But I know in the morning, I woke up in a bed alone. What? What, what? Wait, whose bed? His bed. Alone? He was gone already. What? But my my wig was on the other end of the bed. And you had your j- poetic, I'm not with, poetic justice. With some strings hanging because you know I had soda. So Queen I don't Latifah know if we got a little rough. Set it off braids. <laughs> yes, I had the straight backs and it was so embarrassing. So I I blocked his number what? because I was afraid of what he might say to me. And I was just so embarrassed. I was like, I'll be okay if I never see him again. And that's my cocktail. I was just embarrassed. That's, oh my gosh. Could you imagine? I'm still stuck on that. He left you in his bed and he left did, the house. I mean, yeah. He a was complete gone. stranger. No, I wasn't a stranger. I had oh, dated him before. You did? Like, oh, we knew each okay. other. So I guess, he, I don't know where he had to go. I was still, drunk. he left you in his bed. Like, like oh, no, no, oh, nothing. Girl, that happened. Oh my so, gosh. Obviously, I need to go therapy because that does sound very common. <laughs> okay, do you have one? I do. I'll make a, a cliff note. So, met this guy on a social media app last year. Chatted, nothing happened. He finds my podcast on Swinging, sends me a message on Facebook, like, oh, I have some questions. Do you mind talking? Sure, why not? I don't mind. Then he has the audacity to ask me, oh, well, when we were talking last year, was it just so that you could grow your business? 
excuse me, fool. Wait, you just, <laughs> you just, you just spent like 30 minutes of my time asking about your personal life. And now you're asking if I, I, you didn't, you, anyway. So then he seemed like a somewhat nice guy. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I can benefit of the doubt. He's like, well, I'd love to take you to lunch. Okay, great. I like a man who says, I'd like to take you to lunch. Me too. Thank you. Me um, three. <laughs> and so we planned a date to go to lunch. It was like a few days later. We chatted through text up until then. I kid you not. The morning of our our lunch date at 1 a.m., he sends me a text message at 1 a.m. I'm asleep, okay? But at 1 a.m., he sends me a text message that, well, I just wanted to let you know I'm really only looking to hook up, and are you okay with that? And he says some other stuff, and I don't really remember what because I was so, like, seriously? Uh-huh. You're telling me this now at 1 a.m. before our noontime date that you just want to hook up? Like, that is something, people, people, you tell someone that before, up front, up front before you schedule anything. Because I was like, you know, no, I'm not looking for that. Um, I'm really disappointed that you wait until this time because... I planned around you and and stop talking to him so then like a few weeks later he sends some random message about babe wait what am I waiting for and why are you calling me babe thank you right. and why are you I'm even texting me and then I didn't respond a couple weeks later he sends this random message of why don't you come over and I'll cook for you no Thank you. Didn't respond. I have not responded to this guy (laughs) since I canceled our date. So then like a week or so later, I get a message from him on the phone doing something. I get a text message. I open it up and there's his dick. I got a dick pic with a hi. Did it look good? It actually did. Did you save it? Because I was. I, I did. wonder if he was I acting did. like that because you're a sex therapist. I wonder if he was like, "Yeah, she's gonna like this shit." I don't know what like, was wrong with this guy. This is oh, this is Kyle Ritchie. Here is what Kyle actually, Ritchie. You're trifling. Yeah. yeah, this is actually this is actually what I sent him. So I sent him back thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna show this guy this fool. You've pissed me off. I sent him a bunch of dick pics back. Forgetting that he was asking me about swinging, by the way, and which apparently he actually liked. So I was like, well, damn, that blew up in my face. So then I go to Facebook, which Kiki is reading right now, and I post Ooh. a nice little Facebook you know, message to him. A, a dear Kyle Ritchie, uh, you know, this is what you've done to me. So I'm hoping that this post might actually help you find what you're looking for and tagged his, you know, link, put his link to his profile because I wasn't friends with him, so I couldn't tag him. So I put his link. <laughs> and I had all these friends, you know, commenting like, oh, my God, that guy, that guy is a douche or that guy, he's, he has problems. And like, oh, my God, this is the best post ever. You know, and then apparently he, we kept chatting and he just was not leaving me alone, even though I wasn't responding most of the time. I said, well, why don't I just go ahead and ask that question to the Facebook group that I that's, you know, on the, the post he stopped texting me went and blocked me from facebook and i haven't heard from him since gotta love the facebook groups y'all make sure you download this episode make sure you subscribe make sure you rate Mm -hmm. and review follow Mm -hmm. me and kiki on our instagram pages at kiki says so at coffee bean dean and of course at cocktails podcast and courtney what tell us again your uh things and we'll put it in the description too awesome well it's sex and relationship therapist.com you can find my podcast my services um blogs and articles that i've been featured in you can also find me at twitter and facebook with handle at c jeter lmft well thank you so much for thank coming, you for Courtney, having and me thanks for your patience until next time you guys <gasps> goodbye
population. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.